0: Hello, tech friends, and thank you for tuning into Emerging Technologies and Business, where we take a deep dive into different technologies that are impacting businesses today and in the very near future. I'm your host, Brock Reiny, and this podcast is brought to you by Canon X Off. Let's talk tech. And today, we're very fortunate to be joined by a very special guest, Dina Turney with Pacific Point. They're a Hawaiian-based Salesforce-certified consulting company with offices in Singapore, Denver, Honolulu, and Sydney worldwide. So we're very thankful to be joined by Dina today. Dina, how are everything going in the world of beautiful Hawaii today?
1: Well, thank you, Brock, for having me. Um, It's always great to talk about tech. Um, But yeah, Hawaii, I can't complain ever. I have no right to complain. It's pretty... It's pretty amazing out here. So, um, yeah, it's, it's perfect. 70s all the time.
0: Well, the great thing is I know that you come from my home state of Texas where, you know, of course, I'm a gigantic Dallas Cowboys <laughs> fan. And I know that you're from Dallas. Um, so what led you from going from the beautiful state of Texas to the beautiful state of Hawaii?
1: Well, good question. Um, So I started my career in Dallas and I was a software engineer and I jumped in pretty early in my career to doing CRM or customer relationship management implementations. And so I played a number of roles. I worked um, for many of the big five consulting firms and um, found out about a job in Hawaii. And at the time I was traveling every week for work, you know, Monday morning, Thursday night, coming home, this routine um, over and over rented out my house, was living like a gypsy and decided, um, hey, this might be cool to live in Hawaii for a little bit. And in my mind, I thought it might be a couple year thing, um, you know, to work on my tan and, you know, just uh, get some chill time in. Uh, But it turned into a lot more. And I've since founded the company and I'm I'm here.
0: That's fantastic. So, Uh, before I launch into learning about everything about Pacific Point, I like to ask everybody who's on the show, what's one piece of tech that you just simply can't live without? And I'll tell you that mine are my AirPods because I probably wear them 80% of my lifetime, but everyone's got something different. So I always like to ask.
1: Well, I you know, I'm going to have like a cheese answer here for my business and then I think for me personally, but I think for the business, I'm going to give a, self, a you know, a shameless plug here for Salesforce. Um, we started using Salesforce not for sales management, but actually for our day-to-day operations with our consulting team, our projects, our time management. And I literally, I was thinking about this question you know, and thinking about technology and I was like, this, I literally could not function with our business without this, it's gotten to be that impactful. Um, as far as from a personal tech perspective, I don't know that there's anything I can't live without it. Certainly, you know, everything at your fingertips with a phone is nice, but I do have a new gadget. It's my uh, Aura ring.
0: Oh, and that's so it's
1: fancy. my. It's been so cool to really learn more about myself, um, not just, you know, all the professional things that you did to self-develop but to look at aspects of your health and tracking it all. And you have all this data on your app. It's, it's pretty cool. I'm going to say I've had it what a all, few What all does that account.
0: ring do? I've, I've never heard of that yet.
1: So yeah. So it's tracking your um, heart rate, um, your temperature. Um, oh, it's looking at your sleep patterns. They're coming out with a new thing, looking at oxygen. I mean, it's, it's, it's really cool. And you start to see cool. how different things that you do throughout the day, maybe a high stress meeting, your blood pressure is going up, um, you see how different things you're doing really impact your sleep and f- different aspects of your life. So this has been a cool gadget. Again, could I live without it? Yeah, but like, hey, it's pretty dang cool.
0: <laughs> that's pretty awesome. I haven't even heard of that thing yet. That's awesome. No, I'm yeah. a big fan of finding anything new that just strikes. I, it's not necessarily an economic fear, but it's one of those things where you're like, oh, that might be something that's worth my time and worth my measure to put into it. I'm
1: just saying it. You that's should look it
0: up. That's pretty neat. <laughs> So um, I know that y'all have been in business for a while now. What is it, year 11 at this point? Yes, we are hitting year
1: 11 anniversary this summer. Really excited.
0: And I know you you started here in Dallas and you did software engineering. Was that correct? Yeah.
1: So pretty quick. I mean, it was, I'm going to age myself here, but we did, you know, I started in the era of the dot com right at the kind of tail end of that. So I did some web development stuff, and then quickly moved into customer relationship management. So I would say the majority of my career really has been on CRM implementations. At that time, Salesforce was emerging, um, and now it is the leader when it comes to CRM. But um, yeah, I've been working on you know global CRM implementations since very early in my career, and it's cool to see that it came to to be this. You know, I never would have thought you know in those early days that you know, we'd have what really is the, actually in Hawaii, we are the leading Salesforce consulting firm. And now we have our office in Denver where we have a growing team there. We actually have an office in, we have a team in Texas and Dallas. So I'm super stoked on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. And some people in California, we've got people in different places, but Denver is certainly a growing hub for us. Texas as well. So
0: So what really made you turn the idea of CRM into being a worldwide phenomenon. I I know that CRM is not anything new uh, in the world of business, but uh, it seems like you found a stopgap specifically in Hawaii to begin with, where they just weren't being serviced the way that everyone else was being, because there was a shortage. Um, You found a a gap and you fulfilled it. And now you've taken Pacific and you've really grown it across the world.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, you know, in Hawaii, we we are certainly an underserved market, you know, to get from Hawaii to the West Coast is a five-hour flight, and that's really the closest you are to anything. And so what would happen is in our market, being underserved, prices of consultants were higher, price of traveling consultants into a tourist destination is clearly high. Um, so I started um, really the company to bring... Salesforce basically brings CRM type consulting and high value consulting to the state of Hawaii. Um, It took some time. You know, I think back then it was 10 years ago, 11, you know, 10 ish years ago, cloud adoption, especially at the enterprise level was, was foreign Um, and they wanted to see their data center and know where their stuff was. Um, But now, you know, it's like. Um, you know, it's, it's a different place, and we've certainly grown to have not only large public sector organizations and enterprise customers, all the way down to small businesses, and it's great to see the impact that we can make. Now, as far as the international bit, that really came to be pretty early in the company, too, because, because of our geography, early thinking about growth, early thinking about where could we leverage what we have here and bring it to a new market – And, you know, APAC, Asia Pacific is um, certainly an emerging market in that space. There's a need for a lot of Salesforce consultants and being in Hawaii, we're kind of like this crossroads. So it became a really cool opportunity for our Denver and Texas teams, California teams, and where we're kind of at that that, that center point to um, other places. And we're all within a few hours apart. So with Hawaii. So it's been pretty cool.
0: Well, and it shows because obviously this is the second year in a row that you got nominated for the INC 5000 uh, member award. So you're obviously a very rapidly growing company. And if we're looking at that and we're talking through uh, small, medium, enter- enterprise-sized businesses, who do you think is having the greatest impact by Adopting uh, Salesforce and getting the best tools to personalize their messages and things like that to their end consumers. Do you think it's more small business, or is it more enterprise based on what you're seeing?
1: It's it's really all over. I think the use cases just vary. I think the the scale of an enterprise they're going to feel it right more if they really go wall to wall or they really take a big part of their business and decide to bring that um, you know bring Salesforce forward and automate it on Salesforce, um, but I've seen small businesses seen, you know, see some huge wins too. Um, I think the transparency, I think the automation, like kind of things that you don't imagine are going to happen, happen. I had, I actually had this small business once who we implemented this typical sales automation. You know, we had contacts, accounts, opportunities, showed them how to do all that, brought in all their data. A few months in, I call the customer I'm like, Hey, how's it going? It's a very small business. I had probably like four or five people on their sales team. And he's like, oh my God, Dan, you're not going to believe this. We lost like three of our sales guys. It's down to me and this other person. And he's like, but our sales are way up. He's like, all of a sudden, we're just more efficient. We got rid of some dead weight that we didn't really realize was dead weight, you know? And so it's these weird things sort of happen with transparency, with more automation, um, with more management. And so, um, cause then you're able to make decisions better and you're able to do that. So it really depends on the use cases and also the people that work there. If they can really embrace it, you know, the impact can be huge.
0: Well, I can tell you uh, at least firsthandedly. So I, I've lived most of my professional career in the sales world. And I think what a lot of people miss in the CRM world is that that's a marketing tool as well. Yes. It's not just used for sales, And especially for the small to medium sized business owner, that marketing aspect is it's huge. It's huge to them. And it's a a thing that's just left on the wayside way too often. Wouldn't you agree?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And marketing automation has been really one of the biggest kind of things that came out of pandemic too. I and mean, marketing cloud's been around, but we've had more and more Salesforce Marketing Cloud clients coming on board. And actually um, at the enterprise level, you'd be surprised at how manual it is that they 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 can't they can't scale. They they really struggle. They want to put out content. They want to do the A B testing. They want to market, they want to do the advertising. They have so many things going on but the efficiency and then the feedback loop to get back information to say, okay, I need to adjust what I'm doing here um, and get more segmentation and targeting. I've seen the, the enterprise really step up in the pandemic because of, you know, the need to get in front of your customers. Right. Digitally.
0: And it's that much harder to do now too. That's mm-hmm. the other part is that with the COVID pushing everyone working from home, true and solid marketing has become far and away just more important than ever was before. And I think it's such a lost art that mm-hmm. we're kind of all relearning it again, honestly. For sure. <laughs> now I will sure. say if I don't touch on uh, project 1%, I'm going to feel remiss about it because I think okay. it's one of the coolest projects that you're a part of. And uh, everything that I've had a chance to to touch on, you've been a part of that. And to me, that really rang as such a big deal that everyone who is contributing to modern society should really take a look at Project 1% um, yeah. because it's such a minimal effort um, for such a huge gain that's going to come back on society. Would you mind being okay with just giving us a little bit of idea of what Project 1% looks like?
1: Sure, absolutely. Or pledge one percent. Pledge one percent. Yeah, so pledge one percent is really a movement, um, ironically, that started a lot with Mark Benioff, who's the founder of, C- of uh, and CEO of of um, Salesforce. But this concept that he implemented was this one-one-one model, where you're giving back one percent of product, of time, of money, back into the the communities in which you work, and that. Is could be in any number of ways. So Pledge One Percent came about asking and and basically kind of making things more official with businesses and saying, hey, do you want to join the movement and pledge one percent? So Pacific Point joined one, uh, Pledge One Percent, and really for us, um, you know, I you know I'm a woman in tech, and I've you know when I've worked in Dallas, you know, many times I was one of very few women in my industry, and so what we've kind of you know over the course of my career. I started developing this kind sort of personal cause towards, de- you know, encouraging you to pursue careers in tech, specifically if I can target young girls and educate them on opportunities and in, in tech, like I'm loving that. Right. And so yeah. when we decided to do pledge 1% and really focus our efforts on inspiring the next generation of technology leaders and consulting leaders and business leaders. So we do a number of things. We do workshops, we do mock interviews, we work with universities, we do stuff with, um, all girls schools here in Hawaii, private schools, sometimes um, showing them how to use Salesforce will do all kinds of things. And it's so cool. I feel like I get more out of it sometimes in this pledge concept. Um, and um, yeah, because you just see they're, they're, um, they're um, excited to, to learn about what it's like, you know, so it's, it's cool.
0: When you give them that real world Access or access that they just couldn't normally have, Um, you know, elementary, middle school, even high school kids. They don't always have the access to what the real world really looks like. And I think that's the fun part of it. They get to see someone who is very successful and have found a niche in the, not only the technology world, just, just in the world in general and being able to just give a little bit back of your time, um, that means the world to me. And I, I, it only gave me more and more respect for you because it's something that you're a part of. Uh, I have two little girls myself. So having women empowered is a huge deal to me. So I'm very thankful that you're part of that. Um, now, I know uh, you were mentioning that Pacific Point is also hiring as well. Is there anything specific that you're looking for in anyone who might be able to send a resume in or who might happen to listen to our interview today and reach out to you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think the, the one of the one of the things we're always recruiting for very active in both Denver and Texas market is um, a, a very senior Salesforce architect to join our team. So if anybody's interested, please contact us. Um, In addition to that, we're launching a new program um, specifically targeted towards college students that are graduating in the coming um, semester or the active semester now. So it's a program that would begin um, in June and we'll have students joining um, across the different states that we work in. And it'll be like kind of a nice little cohort. And I'm excited for that bonding that I'm anticipating will happen with students coming out of college and learning what it's like to be a consultant. And after three weeks of boot camp, I'm rolling with it. So uh, I'm excited for that.
0: That sounds fun. It Sounds almost like a little boot camp that you're going to mm-hmm. go put the, uh, college kids through. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. Get some real world examples and some experience mm-hmm. and then hit the ground running realistically. Exactly. That's exactly. great. Well, Dina, uh, where can we find you if let's say someone wants to reach out and they want to contact you, Twitter, Facebook, uh, YouTube, what's the best way to get a hold of you if they are interested in A, that college program, or B, just finding a better way to source Salesforce or better way to use Salesforce that I think a lot of people own, but they don't necessarily get the most value out of. What's the best way to get in contact with you?
1: Uh, well, I guess two things I'll mention. My social handle across all things is at Dina White. Um, so on Instagram, on Twitter, all of the above, LinkedIn. So uh, easy to find uh, with that social handle. And you can come to the website. It's uh, pacificpointcorp.com. And there's a bunch of information. And uh, you know, hopefully we'll have the information about that student program
0: up there this week, too. It'll so. be down below as well. Don't worry about okay. it. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> Well, hey, I want to tell you, I got to tell you, I've really appreciated you being on the show. You're so insightful and you're very inspiring. And I hope a lot of young ladies can figure their way to being the forefront of technology like you've done. Um, I hope that for my daughters, myself, go Cowboys still, Dallas native, I want to tell you that. Uh, And really just, you've been nothing but uh, amazing. I want people to go check you out over at Pacific Point. And now that they're worldwide, if you have not figured out Salesforce.com yet, or you just feel like you're not getting the most out of it, these are the consultants to come talk to. They're the ones to go reach out to and just get the most benefit for every dollar uh, that you're spending as of right now. And more than anything, I want to thank everyone who decided to join in with us today today. We look forward to seeing you on another episode. Um, I want to thank Kincannon XR for sponsoring our podcast. It's always nice to have a sponsor. Uh, and if you love our content here, I want you to follow us on social media at ETIB podcast or Kincannon XR. Uh, I've been your host, Brock Riney. Thank you very much to our wonderful guests. Thank you so much, Gita. I really appreciate you being on today. Um, And we're going to talk more emerging tech next time. Dina, uh, anything else to say to our listeners before we go? Aloha. 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 I love it. (laughs) I love it. All right. Thanks, everybody. Hope you're having a great day and we will talk to you next time.